From WREL News and the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network, this is your coronavirus North Carolina news brief for Sunday, May 10th, 2020. I'm Cliff Bumgardner. Throughout the pandemic, we've reported on the toll COVID-19 is taking on healthcare workers. They're facing long shifts, rising numbers of patients, and the ongoing strain of separation from their own families in order to protect them from the virus. You can hear the mental and physical stress in their voices. I'm not depressed and I'm not sad, um, but I'm definitely never not thinking about it. And so it's just this shadow over everything. I cry when I need to, for sure. That, that makes me feel better. You know, when I just let myself feel what I'm feeling, which is just that it shouldn't be this way. As a mom on my way home, I cry every time coming home because I don't know if I've been in contact with somebody and I'm bringing it home to my kids. But this week, Amanda Lamb reported on new efforts to treat the mental health of frontline healthcare workers. She interviewed Dr. Melissa Whitson, Associate Professor of Psychology at the University of New Haven. Today, we're bringing you key excerpts from that interview. Enjoy. You know, I've heard some people equate it to kind of being in a war zone. And that is a, a, a reasonable comparison, right? Um, where you're seeing uh, death and, you know, dying and you're um, trying to help people and say, you know, and you're encountering all this life or death situation and this helplessness about being able to do a lot about it, right? They are helping a lot of people. But of course, we tend to focus on the people we can't help, right? Um, and so all that kind of is, is is very traumatic. Um, And I would not at all be surprised if we see a rise in the cases of post-traumatic stress disorder and certainly post-traumatic stress symptoms in healthcare workers in particular um, now and in the future. Dr. Woodson says the good news is we already have a model for treating PTSD and help is available. I think we could probably take a lot of lessons from our work with veterans, right? When they return home, their body is in go mode, right? And protect mode and taking care of people and, you know, sometimes keeping yourself busy is helpful because you're not focusing on that other stuff, right? Once things calm down a little bit, people will start to like really reflect a little bit more and see maybe some of those symptoms will come out where they'll start thinking more and more about it once they have more time to. Part of their job, we often take, talk to parents and other people, like you can't take care of other people before you take care of yourself. And that's the same for healthcare workers, right? Um, you can't be your best as a healthcare worker unless you're also taking care of yourself. And that includes physical and mental health. Um, having those services more available or even kind of saying, hey, there's this support group going on, right? So people can see I'm not the only one, right? There's a lot of us that are processing these feelings and having that kind of feeling of universality can help as well. Um, so I would say, please uh, reach out, even if you think, oh, I've got this all under control. It doesn't hurt to talk reach out to someone, just kind of feel like you're venting about it. Having a safe space to do that, which sometimes might be with a family member or friend, but sometimes it might be with a, you know, uh, someone that you don't know who could be completely objective and neutral party around that as well might be beneficial. If you're a healthcare worker in need of someone to talk to, we've put helpline phone numbers in the show notes. When you call, you'll be connected to a trained professional who can offer confidential emotional support. We're also going to include numbers for other folks who may not be healthcare professionals but still need support during this time. We'll be back tomorrow with a regular news brief. Thanks for listening. <laughs>